First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate Cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Hello and welcome to Podcast 5 of the JRE Review. For all those that are listening, thank you. I'm getting downloads from all different places all over the world, and I really appreciate it. We're going to keep building momentum. If you're a fan of Joe Rogan and you love this show and you can't get enough and you want that little bit extra, this is the show for it. Tell your friends, get people on board, and um, yes. It's it's great. I really appreciate it. And it's making me want to do lots and lots. Uh, this is the second time I'm recording Podcast 5. The first one royally fucked up. So for anyone that downloaded that, and there were quite a few downloads, I apologize. The first five minutes were choppy as hell. I'm new to this. I think that my recording device, were, the processor was like overrun. And it just... It was crapping out and it was choppy and oh, it was super annoying. It was really pissing me off. So here we go again. I mostly remember what I said. It's too bad because that other one was pretty funny. And uh, let's see if I can uh, reproduce it. But I'm pumped. I could talk about this shit all day. That's why I do it. Um, so, yeah. And, and again, if you're new to this, basically what I do is I sit down and for the week, the previous week, I'll talk about what happened on the Joe Rogan experience as kind of a recap. I like to think about the guests and have questions and I've always wanted a space where fans and other people that just love the show can uh, jump on board and and talk about it. You know, I have guests on occasionally. I'm going to have more guests on and uh, and I might even start doing some phone call podcasts, you know, or Skype ones where fans from all over the country or wherever can just join me in talking about whatever episodes for whatever weeks that they really enjoy, okay? I think that's cool. I think people are going to get a kick out of it, and uh, I've really been enjoying it. So anyway, it's week uh, 26, 25, the end of week 25. I kind of split the week up in two. The reason being because I the guests for uh, podcast 11.33 and 11.34 – Two guys that I really like for very different reasons. Dennis McKenna, who is Terrence McKenna's brother, uh, psychedelic explorer, adventurer, lecturer, and all-round pretty amazing guy, uh, was on. And then also another guy called Kyle Donegan, who has recently been posting some incredibly funny videos to Instagram that are absolutely hilarious. If you haven't checked them out, Kyle Donegan won... Uh, on Instagram, probably the funniest videos I've ever seen. I know Joe absolutely loves him, and that's why he had him on. And uh, this guy's followers are going up by like uh, who knows, like ten thousand followers a day because of uh, Joe pushing it. But also because they're so hilarious. He does uh, Kardashian ones. That he does Trump. He just does some great, really funny, hilarious stuff. So we'll talk about him a bit um, in a bit. But all right, let's get going with podcast 1133. Dennis McKenna, man, have I been waiting for this guy to get back on. The last time he was on, there's always so much fascinating information that comes out of this guy. And 
Joe really admires him, you know, and you know, Joe has great guests on and a lot of people he really respects, but some people are brand new and he's just getting to know him and he's like, all right, let's see what this person's about. With Dennis, he knows he's looked up to this guy forever and he's, he just couldn't be more excited. And, and I love that. I love to hear that side of it. And, and you see why, what a really incredible guy. He starts off um, just kind of introducing himself a little bit. And then um, if people aren't familiar with Dennis McKenna, um, then they may have heard of Terrence McKenna, who is his brother, his older brother, who's now passed away. But look him up on YouTube. If you haven't seen some of his lectures, they are fascinating. He delves into DMT, which, of course, everyone knows if you listen to Joe for any amount of time. He talks about his experiences on it, what he thinks psilocybin is bringing to the world and it just it's kind of mind-blowing he's very philosophical uh so is his brother but his brother dennis is a little bit different he's more science-minded which is nice because it kind of adds a voice of legitimacy to um the the whole kind of woo-woo of or the perceived woo-woo of psychedelics um dennis starts out by talking about the the uh biodome project which was this project that was really cool i didn't know a lot about it but after looking into it a little bit um it was a fascinating kind of project that happened in like the 60s where a group of people got together kind of like hippies in a sense they got together and somehow raised uh, an amount close to like 600 million or an insane amount i don't know exactly what that amount is but a massive amount it's like kind of mind-boggling and what they did with this is they created a biodome. And the idea was that like this is a self-sustaining, you know, enclosed structure that people could live in, feed in, breed in, reproduce in, all the rest of it. And they could live, you know, in Mar on Mars or on the moon or like these different kind of um, places like that. So uh, what they did is they set this thing up and inevitably, because they didn't really go in with like a scientific mindset and and with uh, really defined kind of goals and all the rest of it, they just threw themselves in there. This sort of like Lord of the Flies thing happened where there was just these hierarchy dominance systems set up and there was kind of like in-out group mentality and, and some bullying and, and just very kind of, to us, strange human behavior, but, but more than likely uh, pretty expected. You know, so even though it was kind of seen as a bit of a disaster and didn't go on all that long, a lot was learned from it, really. I mean, it just just a, a lot in the understanding of like how humans respond to things and how we would survive in close knit conditions. And it and it kind of created some some warnings in a sense, some things that we need to look out for, some trigger points where, where if we set up these kinds of um, isolated societies that that we need to watch out for certain behaviors so that things don't get out of hand. But what Dennis really pulled on, and he's been connecting with these people who are still kind of around, you know, many decades later. And through this work and other works that they've done and other investments that they've made, that they've grown themselves. So they may have started off pretty naively, but they've actually started to really come together and invest in other ideas. And, and I think they... They have some like restaurants and businesses and things like this. But I think the point Dennis was making, which I really liked, is that, you know, you can get smart people together that come up with an idea but never do anything. 
with it, even though they'd be fully capable. Then you get these types of people that did this biodome, so kind of a bunch of dummies in a sense, a bunch of hippies. You get them together with no real plan, but they end up actually doing something. And even though they weren't able to make much of a success out of it and it was seen as a bit of a mess, a lot of knowledge was gained and also they themselves learned. You know, they themselves gained. So I think it's a really important thing to point out that just like this podcast, I don't know shit, okay, about making a podcast. I didn't know. And for like a year, I never wanted to do it. I was like, everyone's going to think this is dumb. This is going to be a disaster. I promise you, whether this is good or ever gets any better, and who fucking knows, but every single one that I do, there's a little bit of improvement. And who knows where I take it? I mean, like anything, just practicing and working through it. And what Dennis was really getting at is the idea that through them and through some other chains of, of people that he's met he has kind of decided to open and this is really exciting some sort of psychedelic university i don't really know if he would describe it that way so forgive me if i fuck that up but basically it's going to be called the mckenna institute yeah he's got to throw his name on it why not um and they're going to study some elements or many elements of of like psychedelic culture, right? So they can do ayahuasca experiments there where they like get a consistent dosage and they see what the real effects are, neurological, and they can run tests and, you know, just a more quantifiable because like none of these drugs are legal at all in almost any country. So it's really impossible to do any science on them. And it's important that we learn about it. I mean, if there's any use to these things, right? If... You can use MDMA therapy for PTSD or psilocybin from mushrooms for addiction, any of these things. If there is a net positive for humankind, shouldn't we at least explore it? The answer has to be yes. I mean, it. what's the harm if it's in clinical trials? If it turns out to be bad, we won't fucking use it. But if we don't try, we won't know. Uh, I, he was talking about putting the institute in Peru. Peru is a place where Machu Picchu is, where they do a lot of ayahuasca, where it came from, where the tribes are. So there's a good kind of like energy there for that. But they they also have kind of like decriminalized a lot of these drugs. So they might get away with being able to do them um, and and not getting too much um, pushback, you know, legally, politically, whatever. But also this isn't just going to be a space of getting high and doing drugs and testing them. It's going to be lectures there. There's going to be real philosophical talk about it, the quantifying factor behind these things. There's going to be understandings of the capabilities and really learning what these drugs are and kind of taking some of that woo-woo or stigma of like the hippies of festivals getting fucked up away from these drugs and seeing them more as a tool to... Get engaged and and figure yourself out. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not condoning or otherwise any types of drug use. But what I am saying is that I'm a gatherer of knowledge, right? Which is important because I'm, you know, you know, I'm a dumb person. This is how you learn. You got to take your dumb monkey brain, and you've got to you've got to take in as much as you can. I can't do this fucking research myself. I wouldn't even know where to start. 
but I hope other smart people like Dennis will do it for me and then give me their conclusions and I trust them and then we learn, right? That's really cool stuff. It's it's just so fascinating. Another cool thing that he was talking about is uh, um, the this like flashlight technology, right? And they talked about it the last time that Dennis was on the podcast with Joe and Joe was like, oh, I'm going to buy you one, but he forgot. And, uh, you know, Joe smokes a lot of weed, so he f- probably forgets everything. But he, he forgot about it. And this time around, he's like, no, 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 we're going to get you one. We're definitely going to do it. Now, what this flashlight thing's supposed to do is you put it on the headset and it sends a bunch of pulses of light into your eyes. And it's somehow supposed to recreate like a DMT trip, a dimethyltryptamine trip. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it all. And... Even though Dennis kind of explained it, I didn't really understand. But uh, it's supposed to be able to do it without the drug, which sounds really fascinating. Well, a cool thing that Joe brought up, and this is just how his mind works, is he was trying to get Dennis to try the float tank. And if you guys have not tried a float tank yet, find a fucking float tank. Find it and try it. It's a beautiful bit of peace in your life. Okay, it takes a little bit of practice and it's kind of uncomfortable at first because you're floating in a tank of water. It's usually about 11 inches of water deep. Uh, You've got 1,100 pounds of Epsom salts. You're floating in there. It's super dark. Can't hear anything. It's warm. And you just, it's just you and your mind. So it takes a little bit to calm that down. I'm very lucky. I live near Venice. I'm walking distance from the float lab, which is the uh, float place run by Crash, who... Uh, Joe knows very well and and who built Joe's float lab so I get to go to I get to go to really the best one and I get to talk to Crash all the time and that guy's a mad scientist and he's absolutely fantastic Um, but you know there are many of them and they're very good they're very good and what Joe was saying is he's like oh what I'll do is I'll take my light my flashing light device that he's going to buy and he's going to have crash installed in his float tank. Maybe he's just kind of throwing it out there. But then he can trip balls inside his float tank. And I just think to myself, wow, the float tank already is such a tool, such a chill tool for like learning just your own mind. And then Joe talks about taking edibles in there and just going deeper and seeing hallucinations. And I'm, I, sometimes with that guy, I'm like, where are you trying to go with this, Joe? How deep do you want to go down your own, that, that rabbit hole? I guess he's a fearless explorer. Man, he doesn't give a shit. And, you know, he has the means, right? Maybe if I had the means, I'd do that shit too. But if, why the fuck not? He can own his own one. I think he even wanted to buy Dennis McKenna a float tank. But he didn't have room. But I think I think Joe would have done it. I, he just loves these things. He wants to give give them to everyone. Um, the end of the podcast for them was great because they kind of got into what is consciousness, the idea of simulation theory. So the idea that um, if an race ever got advanced enough to where they could make simulated universes, if they can make one, they can make a billion. And if there's a chance that one universe can make a billion simulations, then most of anything that exists is more likely to be a simulation therefore we're more likely to be in one that's a pretty fascinating element and since that's all we would know what difference does it make and blah 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 but the the better portion of it was when they got into what we are and what we're becoming and then joe uh, i mean dennis said we are smart but not wise 
which is fascinating. That's true, right? Because we make all this shit, but God, you hold, you go to any bar or coffee shop or wherever, and you listen to most conversations people are having. It's not like socially we are so much more evolved than. 2000 years ago not that i fucking lived then so i don't know i've got nothing to go by but you know we're angry we're frustrated we're immature we're childish we're silly we're fighting it's just like we've got all this technology and where is our growth you know which is scary because every time you get a fucking new bit of technology what does it mean we're just going to be glued to it just stuck to our phone taking pictures of our food fucking food why do people take pictures of their food and put that shit on instagram it's so annoying I, is that just me? It's like, who give? unless you're eating like an ostrich head, who gives a shit about your regular standard burger? Yeah, it looks cool, but fuck, what? Why do we all need to know where everyone is and what we're eating all the time? If you're in that trap, I'm telling you now, get out of it. If you know, if you're in that trap and you don't feel very happy, get out of that. Because I guarantee that's one part of your own happiness. If you're happy and you're in it, fucking stay there, whatever. It's hard enough to be happy. But that is just nonsense. Anyway, I'm going off. I'm going off on one. But Joe was talking about the idea of the electronic butterfly. This idea that we're building this cocoon and we don't even know what we're doing. Just like the caterpillar. It builds the cocoon. It doesn't know why. Well, I'm not a caterpillar. I don't know why. I don't know if it doesn't know. It probably doesn't. But what it's doing is it's preparing for to be a butterfly to change its existence and add, as we add this technology as we integrate this technology as we add these like things like google and whatever these little google homes and all this stuff into our lives uh especially these smartphones and now they're coming out with these google glasses and vr i mean at what point are we basically you know cyborg and i think that's what he's saying we're becoming this electronic butterfly we can communicate faster and faster with each other all over the world instantly. What does it all mean? Anyway, fantastic. Loved it. Obviously, you listened to it. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been listening to me. But Dennis is one of my favorite guests. And you can bet your ass next time he's on, I'll be just as excited. Moving on to 1134, Kyle Dunnigan. Kyle is a guy that I've been following since Reno. And he is a fantastically funny individual. Uh, Reno 911 was a great show and he played a, a very silly character on there and recently what he's done is he's been putting out these videos on Instagram about a minute long where he does what looks like FaceTime but he's doing this face swap with the Kardashians, with uh, uh, President Bush, you know, and and then he just makes hilarious videos which are absolutely brilliant and, I, and i'm gonna play one of them for you right now uh this is his new one this is the um uh kanye west one and it's brilliant so here's a bit of it emergency what is it cam i'm lost in my house oh shit look at your surroundings what do you see there's this white box what is that white box i don't know i put north inside so we see <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're such a great mom. It's a yeah. washing machine. Thank you. All right, let me get Kanye on the phone. He's a genius. Yeah, call Kanye. Hello. Hey, Kanye, Kim's lost again. Do you know what that white box is behind her? It looks like all two seats. You won't know my girl's lost in space, bam. But I didn't get to the rocket. Quiet, bitch. is a genius at work. <laughs> yeah, Kim, shut the fuck up. Don't interrupt your genius. <laughs> that program. 
I'm R2-T2, he'll save you from outer space, bam. Help me, Get the idea. It's, it's stupid, it's hilarious. He He's just been mixing these things up, and his followers, ever since Joe mentioned them, went from like 20,000 to almost 300,000. And that says a lot, and it's really cool. The reason it's cool is when Kyle breaks it down, he basically had a writer's job, and he's had it for a while. He's done a lot of different shows, and and not all of them have, have really taken off in the way that he wants. So he had this writer's job, he had insurance, you know, he had uh, a kind of uh, a pay coming in on a regular basis, which... You must understand, for a stand-up comic, which he is, that's very rare, right? Stand-up comics, it's the weirdest job in the world, for sure. And it's also one that doesn't pay very regularly, if at all. You're not getting benefits. You certainly don't get 401k. You don't. You just don't get that kind of regular pay. So it's very appealing for a lot of these guys to go and become writers. And when they do, you don't always know who they are. You know, there's great stand-ups out there that have been writing so long that they don't build up a fan base. It's it's tough for them to get out of it. This guy called Owen Smith that's like that and a, and a dude that's been opening up for Joe Rogan for some time. You know, and it's they're brilliant. But again, they get stuck in these in these writing positions and they have to put so much energy in and that's where Kyle was. So Kyle's talking, he's stuck in this. He's putting in so much damn energy and he just said, you know what, fuck it. Fuck this. I'm out. Which I love, right? I've got to say I love that. Don't do shit that you don't like, you know? If you can, if you're brave enough to go for it. It's tough when you've got kids and a family. I understand that. But sometimes, why torture yourself? There is a happier version out there. There's something that, that you're going to like more. And he said, fuck it. Well, he didn't know what to do with himself. So he started making these Instagram videos. And they've just taken off. And they're funny as fuck. And he started to put them into his shows. Uh, so he stopped performing like uh, he performs a little bit of Lago. And uh, I don't know if he has a screen up or if he does like his own video call, but he does his own impressions where he'd be doing um, uh, all the different Jennas that like had the sex, that one that had the sex change. I don't follow this shit, so I can't remember who the fuck they are. But then it do Donald Trump and uh, it's just absolutely priceless. He does such a good job. But What's really humanizing about his struggle is that when Joe has someone on his show, they usually um, they usually a comedian that's made it, right? So they all like to go over and talk about the struggle, but they're past it. They're past that point. Well, Kyle's kind of right in the middle of it. He's not really making any money from this stuff at this point, you know. So he's still talking about his anxiety or the anxiety that he had. He talks about these awful auditions where he would go and he would read and he's not a great reader. So they'd be doing a read through with like the whole cast and he's just kind of mumbling, stumbling his way through it. And by the end of it, they fire him. It just sounds so grueling. It's just like the worst thing that you could imagine. I honestly, any actors out there, I don't know how the fuck you guys do it. I mean, don't get me wrong. Doing stand up is tough enough, but, you know, just... It sounds so humiliating to just get to an audition and have to, you know, just talk this way or act this way or or sound like this and be this way. Uh, just he just went on so many awful auditions and it 
And it honestly just sounded like the worst thing you could possibly imagine. So for him to pull himself out of it and start gaining all this momentum, God bless him. He has another character that he does too. And one of the videos, uh, he's like pissing his mother off. And he's saying, hey, mom, hey, mom, guess what? Guess what? And she looks around. He's like, chicken butt. But then he starts doing it at all hours of the night, all the time. She's on the phone and he just has the most hilarious voice for it. And it just fucking cracks me up. And I just think that it's amazing that he just said, fuck this. I quit this shit. I'm going to go do something that I care about and, and get some real momentum behind him. And God bless him. I mean... In so many ways, I wish that for everyone. Everyone I know and everyone listening. And, you know, there is something out there for anyone. If you're not happy with what you're doing, this is one of those stories that really kind of makes you think about about that possibility. And, you know, here's what I say. Watch out for this guy. See where he goes. See what shows he goes on. He's talented as fuck. And watch him and be excited about it. So I'm pumped. It, pu- it pushes me along. It gets me motivated, and, uh, you know, they had a great conversation, and I, I can't wait for him to get back on. It's a fairly short one today. This is uh, going to be it for today's podcast, but thank you for joining in. I hate to keep you guys too long, especially because I know you listen to a fuck ton of Rogan in the week anyway, but thanks for tuning in. I love the support. I love you guys. I'm going to keep making this better. We're going to get more and more guests on, and uh, that's it. Peace out, fuckers.